We're glad you've joined us today for Meeting with God. Meeting with God is the radio preaching ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus. We're in the middle of a series called Holy Spirit in Me, Our Relationship Unleashed. And today we're going to listen to the second part of a message called Setting My Mind on the Spirit. Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. Many of us spend our lives with this anxiety and tension, sometimes about the future, but more importantly, there's a tension and battle within us of this, I want to follow God, I want his blessing in my life, I want to love Jesus Christ who gave his life for me, and yet on the other hand, I have this war within me and this desire to do things that I don't want to do. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 7, and I have this lack of peace, I don't have a sense of life, but but, but the scripture has promised me this. Maybe you're asking this question, why are we getting the wrong results? Why are we getting the wrong results? Why is it that if Jesus has come and the Spirit is in me, why do I not have this peace? Why is my life not what it should be? Well, I want to talk about that for a minute. I think there's a disconnect, two disconnects that we can have. Notice here in the text, if you look back to verse 1 and verse 2, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation, there's no shame, there's nothing to worry about for those who are in Christ Jesus. God has forgiven you. And I would just say for a second here, if you're experiencing shame, you're a believer, but you're walking in shame and in a sense of uh, God could never have really forgiven me, and uh, you're cheapening the gospel. You're saying that the work of Jesus Christ is not sufficient, and it is sufficient. But notice that it says here, if there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are, and here's the three words, in Christ Jesus. Then it says it again in verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus. Now if you find yourself here and you're like, well, I, I sort of get what you're talking about and I really want to be free free from my bad habits or free from bad relationships or just a sense of peace and free from this anxiety or you're free from uh, the shame I have about or a hundred things we can want to be free from. But here's the thing. If you're not in Christ Jesus, you're not at first base. You're not even up to the plate. If you're not in Christ Jesus, there's a really great explanation for why you feel this tug of war and why you're always going to lose. And you may for a moment want to change. You may want to be different in the way you respond to your spouse. You may want to be a different type of parent, but you never will be able to do it because the Holy Spirit is not in you. And there will never be a lasting sense of I can get change. I can't. And there may be plenty of times where you don't even want change. I don't really want it. I I want it because I want different results, but I don't want it because I really want it. And I would tell you, if you find yourself in that place, then the gospel of Jesus Christ to you is that, listen, you can be in Christ. You can be a forgiven person. You can find the grace that comes in Jesus Christ. All you simply need to do is make a decision that you are going to follow him. That's exactly what we saw here. And there was a day when I made that decision. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, and I'm going to find forgiveness. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to have the Holy Spirit in me. That's what we're talking about here. Maybe you say, but Pastor Luke, I'm, I, I know that I am following Jesus Christ. 
I know that I love Jesus Christ. I know that I'm a believer. I've been baptized. I know that I'm following Jesus Christ. Why do I still feel that tension? Why do we still feel that tension? I want you to turn your Bible a couple chapters over. Uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse uh, 1 and 2. Paul concluding a, quite a long discussion about what the gospel is and how it applies is now getting into the practical application of what it means to live out being a believer in your real life, your everyday life. What does it mean to be different? He says in verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Here's the key verse, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Not only is it to discern it, but it's discern it with a sense to do it and with the power of the Spirit to do it. I liked what one author said. He was actually speaking about Romans 8 and connecting these two passages together. He said, the absolute basic description of Christian life as Paul perceives it under the influence of the Holy Spirit begins not with behavior as such, but with that which lies behind all life and behavior, a mind set on God and his ways that is intent upon what is keeping with the Spirit. Hence in this verse here, chapter 12, verse 2, the basic imperative of this letter will take the form of not being conformed to this age, that is the life of the flesh, but of being transformed by the renewing of the mind by the Spirit so that we may be able to discern the will of God. I'm just going to say to you that God wants your participation in transformation. Now, I'm going to dig into that a bit, but, but hear me in this. If you feel this tension as a believer of why is it that as a believer, I had the Spirit in me, I've given my life to Jesus Christ, why is it that I feel this tension and this battle inside me? I want to do the right but I don't. And there's something in me that wants to do the selfish thing, the wrong thing, the wicked thing, the whatever it is. Why do I feel this tension? And if you're here and you're like, oh, oh, I thought I was the only person that ever thought that. I thought, my, I thought maybe, I, maybe I didn't really get it. I'm just going to tell you that every Christian sitting in here has felt this tension. And most of us feel it every day. So what's the solution? What's the solution? Well, the solution is for us to begin to develop a deeper cooperative relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why we're talking about this. This sense of I'm conformed to the world, which means to be, if you want to say, put in a box, put my head in a box. And I'm, I thought, I didn't know this was coming exactly like this, but how Katie said it. She said, I felt like I was in a box. I was stuffed in a box and I couldn't get out. I, or I, I couldn't get out. Of, I was locked in. That's a great description for many Christians, okay? We've found forgiveness. We just, the door's open. Just try it. 
But most of us think, no, it's got to be locked. I, 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 I'm such a sinner. I'm, I, I don't even deserve my salvation. No, 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 the door's open. And many of us, while we know we're believers, leave our minds locked in this conformity to the world's way of doing things. The enemy's way of thinking of things, the prideful way of living like the world tells me I'm supposed to be living, I'm stuck in it, and I can't, can't get out. And Paul's saying here, don't be conformed. Don't be stuck. Be transformed. It explains our spiritual pain often, our spiritual immaturity, our sometimes you might describe spiritual bipolar, our spiritual tug of war. Some of us would even feel, and I think this is accurate, We feel the need for our mind to be saved from itself. That's what the gospel comes to do. I'm going to tell you, if you woke up tomorrow morning in heaven, you won't have to worry about getting a new mind. Your mind will be transformed. The presence of sin will be removed permanently. And to suddenly have my mind filled with everything that God wants, every desire, every impulse, every mind, everything that goes through my mind, my mindset completely changed in glory. But listen, I don't want you to wait until that day. I hope your day isn't tomorrow. Okay? We're going to be here for a few more days or years or however long. What do we do so we can have that now? How can I find victory in the Spirit now? How can I find the fullness or, of the Spirit and everything the Holy Spirit wants to do in my life like now? When can, I, when can I break out of this conformity to this world and all this world represents and, and have my mind transformed? I've used the description before of a, a caterpillar going along and then one day breaking out as a butterfly. Utterly different. Metamorphosis. It's actually the Greek word used here. Metamorphosis. Transformed. Utterly different. How? How, Luke? How? I want to do this, but give me some some ways I can do this. Well, notice here in the text, it says, uh, do not be conformed to this world. I think we're all good with that. But be transformed. But how are we transformed? What's it say in the text? I'm just preaching the word. I I don't have any great ideas. It's all here. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I have a quick question for you. Quiz time. Who's doing the renewal? Is it you? Because if, you do, if it's you, you better get on this this afternoon, right? Right? I'm just going to set you at ease. It's not you. I want to read a couple verses to you. Uh, Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says, He, now speaking of God, saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, thank God, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Actually, that Greek word for renewal is only used two times in the New Testament. It's right here in Titus and right here in Romans. So we're talking about the same thing. Then in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being, and here's the word, the Greek word for transformed, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, it's talking about the transforming work in us. And how does it happen? It says, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. It means literally, this comes from God, who is the Holy Spirit. So I want to tell you, I want to put you at ease. This is the Spirit doing something in you. And you're like, well, if the Spirit's doing it, he's been, must have been on vacation lately. 
Because I don't see as much change as I would like to see. Can we all say an amen on that? Yeah, because there's a part that we have in it too. We can resist or we can cooperate. This is Pastor Luke Aarons from Vertical Church. You know, as a result of listening to Meeting with God Daily, I hope that your passion for Jesus Christ is growing in such a way that you're learning to share your faith with others. You know, that's something that our church is committed to, equipping men and women to share the good news of Jesus through personal witness and church outreach. And if you don't have a church here in Columbus, Ohio, we'd love to have you join us this weekend. Go to verticalchurch.life. Notice here, uh, well, you might be saying, well, what is my part? Luke, I want to know. I want to participate. I don't want to be dragging my feet. Well, look at here in the text again. Verse 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And notice there's two words here. Be transformed. Be transformed. Now, let me give you three things about this word that will be helpful. First, it's passive. It's a passive verb. It's not saying, you go out and transform yourself. It's saying, be transformed, but cooperate. Okay? I would describe it like this. How many of you ever had your wisdom teeth pulled? That was awful. I had all four at the same time. I think, there's, I think the hole is starting to fill itself in after a decade. But it was, anyways. So let's just say you go to the dentist, and he says, all that pain you're feeling is actually your wisdom teeth. You need to have your teeth pulled. You need to go do it. You need to get it done. Now, as he's saying, go home, ask your dad for a pliers, reach inside there to the best of your ability, and yank it out. Is that what he's saying? No, what he's saying is, I want you to go talk to the receptionist. I want you to pick a date. I want you to come back and sit in the chair. I want you to be willing to take some morphine or whatever they put into me. A lot of it. And then I want you to just sit there while I pull your wisdom teeth out. And that is the work of the Spirit. There's, there's a sense to which he does everything, but there's also a sense to which we have to sit in the chair. Okay, many of us are like, out of the chair, and no, no, I'm going to do it on my own strength this time. And God's just like, all right, time out. Let's wait till they get back in the chair. And then, then eventually like, okay, 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 I got to sit in the chair. No, 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 no I don't want to sit in the and, and, you ever seen a child like so nervous sitting in the chair thinking that the, the pliers are going to kill them or that something devastating is going to happen? Sometimes that's what we do, right? We don't trust God. We're like, well, if God does that, then I'm not going to have to marry somebody ugly and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, and I have to be weird and I'm going to have to, and whatever. Seriously? Like God's plans for our lives are so much better than what we try to conjure up in ourselves. Oftentimes, the pain we go through in life, I'll speak from experience, is what I tried to get myself into to the exception of God's plan. It's passive, active cooperation. It's also in the present tense, which in Greek means it's continuous. It's an ongoing process. It it means to be being transformed, okay? It's an ongoing thing. I mean, we'd all love to just flip a switch. I mean, believe me, If this was this way, I'd be like, okay, if you go out in the lobby, fill out your name, we'll flip the switch. It'll all be different tomorrow. There's a process, an ongoing process of being transformed that we need to participate in. It's not going to all happen in five minutes. You're going to have to come back and get all, I guess, all four wisdom teeth pulled out at a separate time, that kind of concept, right? 
It's an ongoing thing. It doesn't all happen in five minutes. But finally, it's an imperative. It's a command. God's not asking for your opinion. God's not saying, well, if you feel like being transformed, if, you, if you're really up for it and uh, you got enough sleep and you're, you had enough vacation, uh, why don't you come in and get transformed? God's saying, if you want to experience life in peace, there's only one way it comes. It means to be cooperative and to participate with the process that the Holy Spirit wants to have in each one of our lives. Me too. It's all of us. It's all of us. Why don't you write this final point down in your notes. Transformation comes as you allow the Spirit to renew your mind. Okay, Luke, you said that I just got to get in the chair like the dentist chair, but how do I do that? Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just sit here passively, but, I, but you said I'm supposed to be active, so how do I, how do, I do that? Well, I want to talk about that. I want to share two things with you. First, a picture. I'm, I'm visual, so I like to see it. But my wife is verbal, and she likes to hear it. So I figured, hey, it's Sunday. We're making everybody happy today. And um, no, I want you to see this two ways. Why don't you turn back to Romans chapter 8 for a minute, the verse we were just looking at a minute ago. Verse 5 says, chapter 8, verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. I want to look at two things there, both for the flesh and for the Spirit. It says those who live accordingly. Now, how do we live according to the Spirit? Well, certainly as a believer, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're filled with the Spirit. But I heard a, a man named Thomas, a commentator named Thomas, and he gave a great picture. Have you ever seen a tram? We don't even call them that here, but that's what they call them in Europe. Let me show you a picture of a tram. This is really cool. If you ever go to Europe, these are kind of cool, except that they're really ugly because they have these wires all over the place. You know how these things work? Right? There's a little connection right here at the top, and there's wires that transmit the electricity. Now, I want to illustrate a principle here. If you think about an engine uh, that we have in your car, uh, there's a sense of source that you put, you put gasoline in. It's really simple, I'm sorry, but it's a re- you put gas in and you drive how many miles and then when the gas is gone, you better get some more or your vacation will be extended, okay? There's that sense. But like a tram, it works on a different principle. It works on the principle of connectivity, Okay, that as long as this vehicle here is connected to the electricity, it can go forever. It doesn't have a tank for electricity. It just goes on. That might have a backup battery, I don't know. But it works off the concept of, I must be connected. And I think many of us have this thought of the grace of God working in my life, the Spirit working in my life. I go to church on Sunday, and I I fill up my tank, okay? And and I thank the pastor for filling up my tank. Oh, but then I spend some time in worship and in prayer, and that that so fills my tank, and I'm going to run on that all the way till next Sunday. Good luck, okay? Listen, I love the Lord. I love listening to sermons. That doesn't get me through the next 24 hours. And it won't get you through the next 24 hours. It can encourage you. It can build you up. But what you need in life in the spirit is you need that connectivity. You can't run on a tank of Holy Spirit. 
You need to have a constant connection, life being led by the Spirit, being taught by the Spirit. Um, Keep in mind that the Holy Spirit is the one that inspired Scripture. All the words that the Spirit has given, uh, the Spirit speaking to my conscience about whether I should do something or not, whether it's sin or whether it's not, all of that content comforting me, giving me peace, it comes when there's a connection. But some of us are saying, well, no, 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 I'm going to pull it off and I'm going to go run on a different track for a while. You can't do that. God's calling us into relationship and into connection. Here's the last thing. I want to give you a quote that I I thought was very helpful. Paul has a corresponding saying about those who are according to the Spirit. Such people are not intermittently interested in the things of the Spirit. Their whole being centers on the things of the Spirit. What the Spirit does is they're absorbing interest. We should not understand this as a self-centered concentration on a piece of Christian work in which they are engaged. It is rather a delighted contemplation of what the Spirit does wherever the Spirit chooses to move. It is the very opposite of a concentration on oneself, even on the service one renders to God. And if I could turn our hearts toward anything through this message, it would be this last bolded thing. Do you have a delighted contemplation about what God has next for you? Do you have an anticipation that uh, who knows what God's going to do in my life this coming week as I walk in the Spirit? Who knows what might happen next in the people around me as God opens doors for me? As I begin to pray for strength, God will give me the strength I need as I'm connected to Him. And, and, and all those battles with sin and the things I seem to say when I don't want to say them and I wrestle with this sin or I, listen, listen. If I'm connected to the Spirit and following the lead of the Spirit and walking in the peace of the Spirit, I won't fall into that. I may slip. I may break the connection for a second, but I'm going to get back. I want to I walk in connection with the Spirit 24-7, every day, every moment, seeking what is it that God wants me to do and asking the Spirit for the power to do it, which He'll give. That is what it means to be in relationship with the Spirit, to have Life in peace. Is the Holy Spirit your absorbing interest? Do you have a delighted contemplation on what God wants for your life through the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Are you centered on the things of the Spirit? How the Spirit would teach you, help you grow, as Scripture talks about, work in your life, give you peace, give you joy, the fruit of the Spirit. And ultimately, the person who's centered on the things of the Spirit, increasingly the Spirit, and all the time the Spirit, is centering us and centering our eyes on Jesus Christ. What a, what a different life. What a life of, filled with peace, filled with joy. In the wake of the mind set on the Spirit is victory over sin, genuine peace, unquenchable joy, and really a delightful anticipation of the adventure God has for us as we see God's Spirit leading us and working in us and working in others. Like there's a sense of anticipation. What's he going to do next? Because if he, if he changed that person like that or he worked in this and, and, and if he's been doing this in me, like what's he going to do next? Let's put our eyes and our minds and draw our attention on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what Acts is all about. 
That's what Acts says. It's a constant mindset and focus on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Listen, as I close, I'll say this. The Holy Spirit who inspired Paul to write these words is reaching out to us right now, wanting to begin, wanting to continue, wanting to intensify his relationship with us and to work in us and to work through us in a way we've never even anticipated. The question is, will we humble ourselves? Will we get into the chair and participate and follow the leading of the Spirit and listen to the Spirit and be in God's Word and hear the words of the Spirit? Will we maintain that connection day in and day out, not just depending on church or small group or other things, but walking moment by moment with our mind set on the Spirit? The natural result of that is life and peace. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio. Vertical Church exists to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission and the spirit of the Great Commandment by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you live in Columbus and currently do not have a church home, we would love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship services meet at our church home at 1290 Old Henderson Road. Our church family is warm, loving, and would be so happy to meet you. If you currently do not have a place to worship this weekend, would you join us? As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.